Hi, I'm Katerina and this is Sound Effects, a new music and mental health podcast. I remember being one with you. We get excited by the smallest thing. What happens when you're in a band and the other person that you're in a band with is actually your other half? And how does it work when one of those members gets the career break of a lifetime, but at the very same time, they find out they're pregnant? In this episode, I'm interviewing Jessica Greenfield from Noel Gallagher's High Flying Birds and her husband, Gav Condor, about their band, The Condors, trying to navigate the ups and downs of their own marriage, as well as their career highs and lows, and how the two relate. A lot of what they say is deeply, deeply personal, and I'm really, really appreciative of how candid they've been in this interview. I, I guess I was really interested to speak to you both because I've been listening to a lot of your interviews and one of the things that always comes up is uh, your relationship and I've often thought how does that work in a band when you're in a relationship with each other and you're dealing with all sorts of things going on inside you as in independent musicians and at the same time keeping a relationship within that as well so I, I thought that was such a fascinating area to explore and I don't know how you you feel about talking about that stuff oh, yeah. yeah cool yeah, yeah. we've had that we've had lots of therapy before so it's actually really nice to, to like talk about stuff yeah, yeah we're kind of duo session actually yeah we're oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's do a session now <laughs> well yeah you tell you tell me first of all from what you might want to say about it and then i'll just listen and and from there I'll, I, I might have some thoughts and feelings yeah. about it yeah well i don't know i suppose it's always full of ups and downs and there, but I think there's, I was just thinking as you were saying that stuff that something about the music is such a strong goal between both of us like a sometimes I think it's like a glue actually okay. sometimes it's a mixture yeah the quest the quest sometimes, sometimes it's a glue sometimes it tears us apart yeah I mean, it pushes around all over the place yeah, it's like a roller coaster, but I think something about the quest to keep succeeding and push through can sometimes transcend into the relationship as well. So, like, if something good happens, it gives us a boost. You know, if something shit happens, either it can make us feel shit or that can also make things stronger as well. Because I don't know, we've just got to keep going. Mm. But then on the other hand, it's not just our own band that, that does that. Sometimes, you know, obviously I sing with Noel and that has given me confidence in my in myself, which I think has, has also moved over to, to how that affects our relationship. Because I used to have really, sometimes I still do, but, re, you know, really sort of low self-esteem in, in our relationship and, and just constantly putting myself down and thinking Kath didn't appreciate me and all that sort of stuff. But I feel like that's given me such a boost of confidence. Mm. I feel like I'm way my own person than I used to be. You know, travelling around a lot, touring and being on my own a lot of the time, I find really, really, actually really good. And it takes me back actually to when I was at school. I went to boarding school and I felt really lost mm. when I left there and I didn't know what to do. So actually going back into that touring environment really reminds me of that. Mm. And that structure, I've just thought about that actually talking to you. It really reminds me of that. And I think, and I used to have the same, it's so, so funny, I used to have the same dread before I went back to school. And I used to, and I get this same sort of dread before I go on tour. Mm. Of like being alone and what it's going to be like and missing home and all that sort of thing. And then once I'm there, I absolutely love it. So that's really interesting thinking about that now. Yeah. But yeah, it makes me feel happier being at home and I feel like I've achieved a lot and, you know, financially and stuff like that, which then I think helps us. You know, we bought a house and mm. it's just... I think that's been really good. I've often heard it said by other therapists, actually, especially therapists that I know of and work with at the moment who work with musicians, often do talk about the parallels between <coughs> what's going on on tour and the roles that you can fall into on tour in within a band and how that connects to roles in childhood. So if you were a sibling or a um, you had a dynamic at home, sometimes that can get replicated in the band dynamics themselves. Yeah. So it, what you're saying 
nothing yeah. really parallels that. That there yeah. is something. I, it just occurred to me as I was speaking then. Yeah. It's like, well, that's interesting. And having that structure, which is so key for me mm-hmm. and my mental health, I think to to really have someone. See, that's why it's funny in itself, isn't it? Because you need that structure, and I, I need no structure. Yeah. To be mentally healthy. Yeah. The more which... the more I'm free, the more mentally health, healthy I am. Basically. Mm. Mm. Do you so feel? Do you feel free on tour, Gavin? I don't really do tours, to be honest. Okay. I, I've done little ones here and there, but I don't really do them because I'm not massively interested in that side of things. I think maybe that's because you don't feel free, so free. I mean, it could be. Because there's somebody else's structure, unless it's our own thing, which we haven't yet done, we haven't done a tour. Mm. But if it was another thing, maybe with somebody else's structure. Maybe. I just feel if when I'm doing those things, I'm, I find it hard to do anything to myself. Right. Whereas you don't, you can still do what you do for you. Yeah. But I can't, it's like I, I'm absorbed by the, the other person's life. But yeah, that's interesting. I find, yeah, I find that kind of thing difficult doing it. What's, oh. it, what's it like hearing each other speak to it when, when you're talking? Because you're both so honest and I really appreciate that. I, I think it's very refreshing. And I'm wondering oh. like how it is for each other to hear yourself speak in the way that you do. So we always speak like it. <laughs> it's just information it's like i don't know i'm just listening to jess talk and then i'm absorbing it and going oh, okay so how can i help that or yeah. not what what is in my power to to add or take away you know yeah i actually like hearing gavin speaking so honestly because sometimes you can get really closed off when you get down and i feel sometimes really shut out We've talked about that quite a lot. And so when, when you're being more open and, and honest, I find it really nice. I, I really, I'm, being, I'm being open and honest most of the time. Yeah, but just in the, in the days where you're really where you really shut down and you don't want to talk at all, mm. I like hearing you speak. Mm. I like your honesty and openness. And um, yeah, I really like it. And probably having therapy helped as well. Mm. Wait, when was it that you had therapy well we stopped having the therapy i would say two years ago was it when did your dad die two years ago 17 two years ago um around this sort of time actually maybe it was january or february 2018 but we had it on and off for a couple of years maybe and absolutely loved it and but we at the, we, at the time we couldn't really afford it to keep going and also I feel like we'd come through a lot of the stuff so we all agreed that it was it would be maybe a good time yeah, to stop it's a good place yeah I'm sure we'll go again at some point you always got to keep topping it up what do you think mm. was helpful about it for you understanding each other's patterns mm. and that things don't mean what you believe they mean and why, why they're there mm. really mm. and how to counteract when one does something as such so instead of getting affected by it emotionally or, or getting annoyed at it you can actually see why it's there and, and it's difficult for the other one to deal with it as well mm. it's not their fault that it's there mm. you know, and some things that are there that you, you can't change and will always be there and you just have to accept it a lot of acceptance really. yeah definitely a lot of acceptance and just under it, it actually revealed a lot of stuff that maybe we hadn't got in touch with before like talk about family dynamics and and how that right. passes that's, through that's one of the main things really yeah that actually actually what you know it's like with certain things something you don't liking someone is actually what in you and you don't actually you don't like that in you mm. and the other one accentuates that so then you get annoyed at them mm. because you kind of want them to not accentuate that element inside of you because you don't like it yeah and then like how to deal with that really and not get annoyed at it or or try to change it just accept it accept it and find a way to deal with it which i find easier well it is easier said than done for me i find sometimes i find that hard really hard it's like i get a voice in my head that kind of overrides any kind of sense or logic or like this if you do this now if you say this now that's going to have this effect but then there's this voice that's like doesn't matter i've got to know i've got to it's like that's such a strong voice mm-hmm. which i know is my ego or my my inner child that just longs for sort of acceptance and love and that is like shouting at me sometimes mm-hmm. that pushes away the adult side yeah you mentioned family dynamics and i was wondering if that's coming into it whether this is something connected to your own relationships in childhood yeah definitely yeah. Mm, mm, definitely yeah i mean yeah i mean i guess i guess there's certain ways it's like it's a, there's a lot of things like my sisters what my sisters would do for me when i was younger and 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 i, I guess we, we definitely kind of connect because i mean even though jess gets annoyed at me being sometimes closed off or sometimes just going off in a weird little mood swing because mm. my brain's 
gone left for a tiny moment. You, you look at her family and they're all kind of like that. So she's kind of got with someone that's very similar yeah. to how she uh, how she's been treated in her family dynamic when she was younger. And also how my mum's treated. Yeah, your mum's treated. By my dad and my brother. They really shut her off. Oh, okay. And I think she really struggles with that. But she's always had to kind of keep a brave face because she's someone who doesn't like to show. She's quite. She's a very polite person. She's very um, doesn't want to offend anyone. Everything has to be. Yeah, she doesn't like to come across like. I don't know if it's weakness. She's she's kind of quite old-fashioned in that way of like keeping up appearances. Well, she's definitely trained to take a lot of shit. That's for sure. Yeah. But then again, her mum was a nun. No, she wasn't. She was brought up by nuns. She was brought up by nuns. Her mum would just take everything and basically just barely talk. Yeah. I think I think it's the, it's, it's the strongest part within how someone is. Mm. You know, when, when we have a child, it's like, just realise so much. It's like how it is important that the main important moment is, is the early years because they last forever. And then the rest of the years, the later years, you just spend trying to iron it out. <laughs> Pick it apart. Basically, yeah. just just bring it back down and iron it out and find where it was and what moment and then deal with that and go, oh, bollocks, I've got like several years of layers here I've got to kind of work through and put up with, you know, and deal with and find out how to work, work it. You know, and that goes back. It goes back to, the, it goes back to our, our granddads and granddad nans, you know. See it in there. I mean, I was, I was chatting, but just yesterday I had this moment with my granddad after like a few sessions. Uh, Christmas time it was. And I made a made a paper aeroplane, you know, just stupid, mucking around with nephews and things. Threw this paper aeroplane, and the only comments that came out of my granddad's mouth were just negative, mm. putting it down, you know, belittling it. And it's like, man, this is a paper aeroplane. Mm. You know, this is a meaningless thing, but it's like everything that's come out of your mouth has been an attack on my ability to make an aeroplane. Yeah. And whether it's flown, and there's no, there was no positivity in there whatsoever. No. And it's like, wow, no wonder I'm dealing with like several things. And that's just, that's just one person you know that spread onto my dad and, that, and then my mum had a similar thing from her sisters spread onto her and then I'm dealing with that you know trying to resolve and sort all that out why I react in certain ways and it's, it's just fascinating how deep this stuff goes and it always goes back to like childhood you know so it's, it's really understandable when you have children that struggle in life and they didn't have either a male role model or a female role model strong one in their life mm. it's like no wonder they're the way that they are no wonder they're dealing with things the, the, the people we know that are the most balanced in life and have got their stuff together are just people that have had a, a, a fantastic, balanced, male, female role model from birth, you know. Whether whether it's like saying it has to be man, woman in this day and age, it's just like the role itself yeah, yeah. and what, it, what that consists of, you know. Yeah. Just just love and positivity and praise and just feeling probably them feeling sort of just getting backed up safe with and, strength and yeah. you know getting them used to being dusted off and it's just it's a pin it's it's, it's a really important time yeah and I don't think people realise that that what they do with their child at that tiny age is is with them for the rest of their lives well maybe maybe it's a question of they don't actually know how to everybody well, is i mean our parents didn't they're know. set in their ways so they don't even know that they don't even know that well, that little thing is going to affect well they didn't have the internet back then either did they so well you know now we've got so much knowledge yeah yeah find it out but yeah you know it's hard to to undo a lot of the stuff that um has affected you and so i think lots of people don't even know or they they wouldn't even know where to start no. or or Especially, you know, the older generations where maybe it was it wasn't the thing to do to kinda of, kinda of chat about your problems. Mm. You know, just get on with it. Mm. You know, but now it's it's so good that people do want to talk about things. Mm. So hopefully as generations go on, they'll be a much more open. Yeah. And all and all of this all of this goes into the music and into the, the creating of the music, you know, like if we have a writing session, all of these things come out. Yeah. You're basically bombarded by all these emotions and different things push and pulling you around and, and when we write, I, I assume you're going through it too, is just kind of using all your different trigger points and all the little things you've put in place to kind of stop you reacting in a way that you that you would have but you know that the reason you're reacting is because of your upbringing mm. do you mean like we trigger each other off in ways that in the same way that like my sister would jess would you know and, and i think the same way your brother would i do do you think do you mean like in a writing session situation for example I'm not saying with third party, I'm saying... No, but I think, no, but what I was saying, what I was going to say was that how your, how your upbringing or whatever can affect you is that you might have this voice saying, you're shit, that's a really shit idea, don't say it. Well, you can, yeah, yeah, I mean, you, you have, have all those kind of 
moments, but then also the dynamic between us, the way I react. So, like, you'll play something and, you know, I could just react in the wrong way. Yeah. And before you know it, we, we, we're sitting arguing. Yeah. It doesn't take much because you saying, that's too this, or I don't like that. And it'd be like a tone in my voice, you know. Mm. <laughs> You're reacting another way. And it's like, oh, bollocks. Didn't put me filter in place. I need to tone that down because that's just the way that our family talk to each other. And I'm yeah. so sensitive about that stuff. Uh, so I've got to dial it down when I have a comment to say because I don't mean it in a certain way but Jess will take it in a certain way mm. and and it's quite easy to just forget that and then before you know we're arguing and it's like and it's not really because of anything it's because of just what's inbuilt and the intentions are being taken in the wrong way you know well you've been together 16 years isn't it so I think I read yeah, it 16, 16 years, years. Yeah, so yeah you've got to you've got to know each other very well I imagine in that time and working out what's going on in your dynamic yeah yeah yeah, yeah I think so I believe so does that come in when you're singing because when, whenever I watch the two of you singing you seem so in sync with each other and I notice how you look at each other you respond to each other and it, it's like you are communicating non-verbally as much as you are and and i yeah. wonder whether do, like is that impacted like if you've had an argument or you're going through a different point in the roller coaster in your relationship will that impact how you're singing with each other in in public or i support? think so hmm. yeah i think so sometimes i can let a frustration come out yeah sometimes if something's annoyed me during the day or something or like you haven't learnt the words, which to me I find so frustrating. <laughs> I don't know what I would do. Oh, you forget words too. No, I know, but sometimes like songs that we've been doing for years and you don't know the words, sometimes that frustrates me. And I know that's silly, but I feel it like burning no, I don't, in I don't me. Think it's silly, it's... Okay. Well, I feel it like burning in me. <laughs> and I feel it burning in me too. <laughs> <laughs> You feel it from her, or oh, yeah. <laughs> and it will come across. And then, like, and I can't, and I realise because I've obviously we've been editing a lot of these videos for this thing, <laughs> and I look at my face, and I just look raged a lot oh. of the time. I just look pissed off. Uh, and it, I yeah, but it was it was a high intense situation. It was. It was. We had to do six songs in five hours oh, okay. on on each day, you know, and it's yeah. like. We have to get four <laughs> musicians together, the studio guy, the guys together, and it was really this all together. And it was like it was high intensity and loads of mistakes going on from everyone because mm. no one had played the songs before. So yeah, there, there, there's other elements for just to be annoyed, <laughs> not just me. It gets no, words. no, and you know what? Maybe I find those situations stressful. And I get really, I get anxiety, and because I think that's also an element for sure. Yeah, and because and you're, I'm close out. to you, comes out at me. Yeah, because I don't wanna, I don't wanna shout at anyone else because I don't like someone to not like me. Confrontation. Confrontation. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's probably what it is. So Gav's like a battering ram. I take a lot. Take a How that's is not it? really about me mm. or my fault yeah but you know over the years I'm, I'm realizing that when it is when it isn't and when i need to react and when actually it is about me i've, I've learned a lot there's not many times just to get in the mood or be doing something and i don't know why it's mm. i normally it's apart from the other day mm. <laughs> apart from the other day yeah well that that was confusing yeah yeah. What happened the other day? And you uh, might not well, want to talk. do you mind me saying? No. Mm. Uh, basically, when we were in Germany, I had this laptop, uh, Gav's laptop, and we were like, working on edits and stuff like that. And I wanted to edit some posts on Facebook. And because I didn't have my laptop, I went onto Facebook and I was on Gavin's account. And basically, this message, this name popped up, which is this girl that Gavin cheated on me with years and years ago, like, I don't know how long ago eight years ago or something and we've worked through all this stuff and out of some kind of sick curiosity I decided to click on it uh, and I saw this whole rundown of all of the messages they'd sent to each other and it was incredible it was excruciatingly painful because it was all kind of very gushy and Gav sort of saying you're my soulmate and like all this stuff and that he one of the reasons he, well the reason why he couldn't be with this girl is because he'd invested so much time and energy into his career with me and so that it was easy to stay with me basically because of that and it completely like I, I was just completely sort of shell-shocked by it. Anyway, we, we talked about it and we had talked about it in, in therapy 
therapy. Yeah, it's not something. It's not a new thing necessarily, yeah. but what was new was <coughs> I didn't also, know also, that. I'm not, I'm not the only one that's no, been a bit. No, I, no, we've both cheated on each other and had sort of, you know, affairs and stuff we've like that. We've both got our own kind of weight. Yeah, I'm not saying I'm an innocent party, but I suppose it, it really tapped into um, an insecurity. A real insecurity of Gav feeling like he doesn't. There's always been this thing about Gav not feeling like he doesn't fancy me, right? And so it really tapped into this whole thing. And feeling like there's a connection, there's some element that isn't, that's missing in our relationship. So I'm constantly having to battle with that. So this thing really was just like, ooh. But at the same time, all that stuff is just fairy tales. You know, it's, it's all kind of like just heated moments. And it's not, it's when a relationship's been going on for so long, it's, diff it's different. It's different to something new or something exciting. You know, it's, it's deeper and, you know, and what we've built. And I mean, this was, there was a long time ago. Yeah, these messages, yeah, long, long the most recent one was three years ago, <coughs> which is just after Gavin proposed to me. So I was obviously feeling like really happy and I felt like everything was really great. And basically this girl had messaged him saying, oh, I just got married, but I'm unsure. And like sort of like saying it's nothing like what we had. And then he's... But, it, but at the that. same time, we didn't have it really. It was like a few days. So she's blinkered. I think it's just, it's just, I think it's all just like fairy tale stuff where you like... Yeah, but your you brain also... always Your brain always goes there when you're doing something big. It's I like, know. am I doing something right? But or I suppose the issue was that you, something better. you were sort of um, fluffing that up. Like, you were making it sort of seem like she's in with a chance, you yeah. feel the same way, you know. I'm terrible like that. That's, that's my mum, that. Well, that's you. No, I know, but it comes from my mum. <coughs> yeah, but you wouldn't say it if you didn't let, think it. No, but my mum can't put people down. So she always gives hope. Mm. She never says no. She gives hope. And I, I have that trait too. Even in, this, even in a situation like that, I have that trait. Mm. Where I can't just make someone feel rubbish. I've got to, I always give someone a thread of hope at the same time. Mm. You know, even our therapist told me that. You know, she was saying, oh, there it is. You know, we always give something. And you do it too. You do exactly the same yeah. thing. yeah. Where you can't tell, you can't put someone down or or let them leave them without anything. You always give them a little something, mm. whether you're going to give it or not give it. Mm. Which probably boils down to you not wanting people to. You want people to like you. Yeah. But basically, yeah. So so you then, don't want to let them down. No. So then basically you said, yeah. Oh, that's right. Because she said, oh, I saw your proposal because Gab did it on this gig. We put it online and it was really romantic this week. She said, oh, it's really romantic. How lovely. And then you said something like, yeah, you know, but I'm not sure either, sort of thing. And I was like, for God's sake. Anyway, so that's what it was. But at the same time, it's hard to be sure. Well, it is. When you're going to go and spend the rest of your life with someone and, and that is the decision you're making. And I'm not someone who's going to go and spend my life. I'm not going to make a decision and, and not hold it, hold it. You know, I'm not like making this decision to go, oh, I'm going to break up with that lady. Well, I'm, I'm doing it because that's what I'm choosing to do for the rest of my life. Mm. You know, mm. there's going to be doubts. How can you not have doubts? Mm. How can you not? How, how can you be sure? Are you sure? No. You're 100 percent sure. No. Do you have doubts? Do you start dreaming about fantasy situations? Yeah. Possible running aways and other other ways of how yeah, your life actually, could be. Actually, what's really interesting is that the day after Gav proposed to me, I I can't remember why, but I drove up to his mum's mm. and I went for a walk on my own. And I just cried and I cried and I cried. And it wasn't, it was like I was mourning the end of, of like me. Well, it is, yeah. As, as, as like a single adult or mm. something. And I had to get over that mm. and then move into the next transition of me. Yeah, I mean, it is married. a big deal. It's like, it, it actually, I actually freaked out. That will never be again. Well, not never be, but you're always going to have to think about someone Somebody else. Somebody else. Yeah. Your independence as such is, is not ended, but it's changed. Time for yourself is now. Yeah. You, you've got to schedule it yeah. somehow yeah. Or, or check in and, and check with me and go, is it possible mm. I'm going to spend some time for myself? Mm. Well, the way that you're both speaking is so refreshing and honest. Um, I'm sure you've been told that before as well. So many people experience these emotions um, all the time in relationships and on their own as well. And don't name it, don't say it, that this is the reality of being human, of being alive. Totally. And, and I can imagine when you're in a band and you're a musician that you take all that complexity that exists anyway in a relationship and then you put that in a lifestyle that you have where you're mm. apart and together and apart and together. 
and that exacerbates all of that in in a hundred different ways. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. It does, and it will come out in in lots of different ways. And yeah, I and the amount of times we've sort of had arguments and said, "Let's stop then. Let's stop doing the music," mm. and then car- <clears throat> carried on because like there'll be some bit of good news or something. And it, that's almost running. That almost runs hand in hand with our dynamic and our relationship. It's got its own pattern, isn't it? Yeah, it's really interesting. And so I feel like the two, like if we're feeling good about each other, then we feel good about the music. If we feel bad about the music, quite often, it, like maybe things are not great with us as well, or us independently. You know, maybe you're having a bad day or bad time, whatever, and then you start doubting things. And it used to be the same in our relationship where Gav would be having a shit time individually and I'm sure I wasn't helping the situation, but then you might have, then you'll have doubts and you say, oh, I don't want to do this anymore, Mm -hmm. you know? And yeah, it sort of goes hand in hand, I think. But I feel like things have been more constant probably since we had therapy Mm -hmm. and constant with the music as well. Yeah, I mean, talking about it and working it out, it helps. Yeah, it definitely helps with the music as well because it is—it's like two two different relationships, but they're both joint. Yeah, you know, so music creeps into our relationship. The relationship creeps into the music, and sometimes we could be arguing about—I don't know—about a chord or something. But it's really something in the relationship we're arguing about that's underneath that that's kind of fueling those emotions. Yeah. yeah. We're talking about meaningless chord when really we should be talking about what's what's bugging us in the relationship. Yeah. <laughs> do you ever get competitive? I think we did when we were younger. I think I still do sometimes. Do you really? Yeah, sometimes. Really? Yeah. I mean, I know I noticed it when we were younger. We got. Well, I wouldn't say competitive as such, but someone would have something good going on, and it'd be like, "Oh, I want to get something good going on," and then the other one would get it, and and it kept on upping each each time until Jess got Noel really yeah when Jess got Noel I don't feel competitive about that so much no no no, nor do I I mean I don't feel any anything inside of me at all I actually feel that the roles kind of took their own place yeah because I mean it could have been could have been really difficult but it's strange it's just went off and it almost was I quite happily just fitted into my role yeah I mean the the initial thing about that was I battled with feelings of guilt that this gig and I was going to be sort of going around the world and doing gigs that you probably would have loved to have done and but at the same and like, time, why do I get these gigs and Gavin hasn't got these gigs? And I, I was just... in a place where I didn't want that anymore. Didn't want to be running around. Yeah, I know. But then I'd feel bad, like telling you stories about, oh, this happened and this happened. We've done this, and then I didn't want to upset you or piss you off because you want to be doing that. So I felt like I had to tread on eggshells a bit mm. around what I could say, what I couldn't say, and still a little bit sometimes. I feel like, oh, I won't say that because it's not upsetting. Sometimes. I don't know, like, oh, the crowd was massive and amazing and, and like, we had this cool party or, I don't know, just, like, oh, cool, kind of, like, fun. No, I, don't, I wouldn't. I okay, don't know, okay. Okay. It's good to know. No, I, quite, I, quite, I quite like being in my role. And it, and it makes sense as well. When we have children as well, I think I think it makes sense. I always wondered why the, 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 the female has the baby and then she stays at home with the baby. And it's like, well, it doesn't make a hundred sense to me surely that should be the man staying at home with the baby mm. and, and looking after it well I suppose it ma- makes sense in terms of feeding and stuff like that it does in the sense of feeding but in the sense of like I don't know like carrying a child around all day and... do you mean why does it have to be the woman why is it why is it always traditionally the woman yeah yeah I don't know and I mean I, I don't know I think it was competitive earlier on I haven't felt competitive for, for a long time personally but I used to when someone would get a decent a better job mm. and then you know, you'd always want a better job and one would be earning more money and it's not you always want to earn yeah. more Yeah. It's tough in friendship groups as well amongst musicians, I think, because everybody there's supports of, each other. Yeah. But I think there's always this undercurrent of of um, of jealousy or low yeah. self-esteem and people feeling like, well, I'm just as good as them. How come they've got that and I haven't, you know? And so there's, there's always this, this... A lot of it's just chance, really. Chance. Yeah. Opportunity meets, what is it? Preparation meets opportunity. Mm. It's, it's, it's a real thing. Yeah, yeah it really is. It's real. It really is. There's a lot of different factors that play into people that are more successful than others in this industry. Yeah. yeah. Um, luck is a big thing, but yeah, but also people that are really great at networking. Yeah. 
people that play a get play almost play a game and they don't they almost don't get they don't get too affected by the bullshit they don't let it affect their mental health to the point of i'm so shit i'm not going to try or i'm just going to stay in my house and i'm not going to try anymore you know i think the people that we know that are the most successful have just kept going they just keep going they keep going and they and they they're positive in their outlook mm. and they just yeah they just keep doing it and they keep working really hard and it is true you do have to work really hard mm. to get what you want you know we've been doing this for years years i mean yeah. all, I'm, the, all the self-help books they're all true they are, yeah i mean i've literally been you know i started gigging just after I left school so I was 18 and I've done the shittest gigs named to man we both have mm. like terrible where you can't hear and there's no one watching you and there's terrible food and you've driven for three hours to get there and three hours to get home and then you sleep all the next day and then you feel rubbish because you feel like well is this is this it like is this what my life's amounted to yeah I get a bit of money but I feel terrible for it. I feel completely violated, basically. I feel like I've used all my energy because singing is such a, an energetic thing. Yeah, you give a piece of yourself. You do. Every time, time you do a gig, you do. Every time you give yourself to other people. And you feel completely unappreciated. Yeah. And, you know, by chance, by, by hard work, we've slowly managed to not do so much of that stuff. I mean, we do sometimes, occasionally here and there. But, you know, that... That's not what we do so much anymore. We used to do maybe three, four gigs a week like that and be completely exhausted and completely tired out. And you know what? No wonder that would affect our relationship as well. Mm. You know, and I think there's no, it's, it's no coincidence that as we felt better about ourselves by the amount of work we've done, you know, me getting that gig, you doing other things that you feel good about. It's actually then impacted on how we feel in our relationship because it is a, there is a, a direct link between our own feelings in ourselves mm. about confidence and everything. It's kind of weird as well, because you say about like being on it, and then you get annoyed at me being on it. But then like when I'm on it, you're not on it. Yeah. And I get annoyed That's at you That's really being interesting, yeah. What do you mean by on it? When it comes to doing gigs, I'm oh, on it. Okay. So I'll all the gear ready, I'll have the car packed, I'll be ready to leave oh, on time. Okay. And I'll, I'll have the all planned out and how it's all going to run. You know, and, and, and I'm logistically just on it. Yeah. I know everything. I'm, I've got everyone sorted out. And Jess is running late and she's making me late to leave. And so yeah, she's I almost, getting in the way of my timetable to be on it. I almost get in a different mode where I feel... So then the power turns around and then I'm annoyed at you for not being on it. Yeah, it's really interesting. We constantly have this power struggle mm. where I'm really on it. and I, Which is actually maybe... It's like competitive thing in me. Okay. Where I don't know why it would be, but I feel like I relish in being on it and organised and like getting stuff done. And my go-to thing is getting pissed off at Gav because he's not. And it's very rare that we're both on it and feeling happy about that at the same time. So then what will happen is you'll be really on it, and I go into this like, it's like flaky. One, it's like one releases the other. Yeah. Responsibility almost. Yeah, and I kind of like go into my child mode. Mm of wanting to be looked after yeah. and why isn't he giving me attention I don't want him to be on it I want him to think about me mm. but then because you're on it I see it as like almost like a parent mode yeah, yeah. it's really interesting mm. yeah why is that but we also share anger and other emotions as well <laughs> so they're discerning it's such as like Jess will be angry at something but she's not actually angry it's it's my anger or the other way around yeah I'll be I'll be like showing annoyance or, or anger, and, and I'll be doing two kind of thing. Yeah. Because Jeff is voicing it at that moment. It's almost like I absorb it, and then I absorb, release mine and hers at the same time. Mm. Yeah. Vice versa, the other way around too. In, in many different emotions. You know what's really, really coming up for me as you speak? There's something about voice and relationship, because you've described mm. not having a voice, both of you in different ways, not having a voice in childhood. And I think it's really interesting that you're both singers now. Mm. There's something about yeah. the voice. And also relationship about appreciation and something about attention in childhood. So I can yeah. see a clear connection, like how you would have got attention, how that then manifests when you're on stage or how, or, or when you're performing or yeah, when you're sure. recording and how you're received, yeah. going straight back to all those feelings in childhood. And then there's something about you expressing yourself through your voice 
and being heard and being acknowledged. When you're describing yeah. having a gig to know people, I can see that that same dynamic of like you've voiced yourself and you're not heard. Yeah, mm. definitely, mm. definitely. And I feel like it's it's so interesting because like the, obviously the gig I did with Noel, I'm heard by so many people, mm. and so for me, it's like the ultimate appreciation, the ultimate adulation. The old, like everything I've ever wanted, people just watching me. I mean, I know it's not about me, it's about Noel. But the, the moments where I do get to maybe sing on my own or just be there, just to mm. actually be there. It's like always what I've wanted is to get that attention. And, you know, when I was a little girl, I'd get the most amount of attention by putting on little shows in the living room, yeah. standing on the chopping board. There's a stage. Well, I don't know if I was ignored. I don't think I was ignored, but I'm, I made sure I wasn't ignored. Put it that way. Okay. Yeah. But but yeah, if we've done a shit gig, it's like a direct hit on our self-esteem, mm. and you really struggle with that. I think about I've got to go and do this shit gig. No, no, I struggle with different things where I can already see what it's going to be. I can already see it. Yeah, but and what, I don't understand why we're doing it. I don't know why we're putting ourselves through it. I don't mean our gigs. I mean functions. Oh, right. For you. Would you, would you? Well, like, you feel when you go and do that gig and no one gives a shit or no one's watching you or it's exhausting, you're not getting treated well. It's like this direct hit of, like, why am I still doing this? Why am I still in this position? I shouldn't. I'm better than this. I suppose. I, I think personally, it really affects I think you for personally days. it's more about the way that it makes me feel. Well, yeah, it affects Gavin for days. Man, yes, it does. Don't, don't. Okay, all right, put it this way. It'll, it will affect you for the maybe the whole week running up to that function. If I've got some stuff to learn and I've got to get ready for it, yeah. And you'll dread it and you'll dread it and you'll dread it. And then you'll do it. And then, and then the next morning, Gav's like a different person. Mm. Free and happy, wants to connect, wants to talk openly, very loving, and you're, it's like you're free mm. until the next one. Yeah. It's a real, it really affects you. Yeah. I don't think that's, that's probably more about it just like taking away my freedom and I've got to go and focus on something I don't really want to focus on, I, I would say. Because it's, it's not something that I want to put all my energy into and, and now I've got to learn all these songs and do all this for what? For money. And I'm, I'm not really money motivated, I'm, I'm creatively motivated. Mm. And I've got to go and do this because I need the money. Uh, yeah. I think that, that drags me down and I resent having to have to learn songs and be on it for something that, that doesn't really mean anything to me. Uh, again, it, 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 it clips my wings. Mm. I've got to go and do something for someone else and be someone else for someone else instead of being myself and allowing myself to be free and open and creative and to let the world flow through me. I've got to go and be someone else because it's not who I am. It's like a double-edged sword, like the very thing that you're creative with is the very thing that ties you up sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, but it also frees me as well because I mean, when we're doing our own stuff, or if I'm, you know, I've just built a studio, so if if I'm in there and and creating, that's my happy place. Yeah. Because it's, it's my favourite place is taking nothing and making something, and then taking that something on a journey. I was really interested where you feel most creative and most expressive. Is it when you're singing? Um, for me, probably yes, because. I feel like that comes naturally and I know I'm really good at it. And in a writing session, I've noticed that I do get this voice that says, you're not that good. But I, and actually, I think I probably get better results on my own because I don't have the feelings of that I'm being judged. Yeah, I might judge myself, but I feel like I'm in control of it. That's probably a big George thing. George Michael used to do it. George Michael mm. used to get what? All of his songs he did on his own. Oh, really? Yeah, even the production and everything. He took himself away and he wouldn't he wouldn't sing or record in front of anyone. Wow. Just take himself away and be creative on his own. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, I do enjoy writing with other people and I, I enjoy what that can bring out. But I also enjoy writing on my own. I feel like I could do it quicker as well. Not that it's about speed, but it, especially if, we, if there's a deadline. Because mm. sometimes we, we write um, library music and stuff like that. Okay. And I feel like I can churn them out quite quickly if I write on my own. But yeah, I feel I like being creative. I like, but I like performing and I like being in the studio and like coming up with things on the spot and stuff like that. Mm. So yeah, I don't know really. What about you? Yeah, I mean, it's just studio. Yeah, it could be with someone, not with someone. But whatever it is, it needs to be. It's all about being free and being open to let to let things flow. Yeah, you really struggle. Not with be it. like, oh yeah, it's, you, you know, it's like it's like when you when you go into these writing sessions in a in a, a group of 
hot writers and they were like yeah let's write a hit and you know it's, it's the boundaries instantly boundaries of like writing a hit doesn't even mean anything you know writing a hit means let's write a song the same as the last one that was successful that's what that means well it's just a boundary I suppose as well, in that respect, most people want to write a hit because they want to be not just successful as a writer, yeah, but, but the way, but they want to be financially. No, they want, I, no, they want to earn money, which is something you're probably not that fussed about. Not really, no. Although you do go in and out of it, because sometimes you really do want money. I want money when my money's low, yeah, but I haven't got any. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you pro- ideally, you'd probably like to not have to worry about that anymore. I'd love to not worry about so that. So you do actually care about money? To a certain degree, yeah, but I'm not money motivated. I'm not doing it for money. Yeah. If I was doing it for money, I, I would have done that ages ago. Well, I think I am quite motivated by money. Mm. I think I've watched my dad over the years work himself to the bone, mm. like, and still he does, and he's 17, and he does not stop working. Mm. He loves it. He loves it, yeah. But I love it too, but I just feel like that's how you, that's what you do. Mm. That's what you do. And I, that, and I, and he, I think he is quite money motivated, but I think he's got low self-esteem mm. and almost doesn't feel worthy of money. Oh. So he's in this weird paradox of like working really hard, at, yet. That's another thing. I think both of our parents suffer from. Definitely. I don't think they're worthy of money or worthy yeah. of anything nice. Yeah, I think that yeah that does play a big role in in the way we are. I think. Because yeah. mm. I feel like we're almost doing it to feel worthy. Like we're proving a point where we can do it. Yeah. We've achieved. We can do it. Look what we've learned. Look what we've done. We've made that happen. We've come out of that pattern of oh well you know you know you have a dream but it probably won't happen you know that's basically what we've been brought up with yeah yeah you know oh well yeah that's it doesn't have to be that way to both of your parents because i think you've i've heard you say your both parents were musicians my my mum's a writer a writer okay but she's musical and she's in a choir and there's lots of music in my family my dad's a guitarist my brother's a music agent um my auntie's a cellist and my uncle isn't a musician but he's very musical so it's always been around and it runs really strong in my family so for me it was always it felt like a safe route you know i know for lots of people it feels like a scary route because they might be completely going off piece of what their family has done or what their family expects of them so Luckily, I haven't been riddled with feelings of of guilt or that's not a proper job. Mm. You know, I, it's been it's been something that's been completely accepted, and actually something that has bonded me and, and my dad particularly because we have that in common. So yeah, that's always something that's felt completely fine. Mm. Your but your family are musical, I would say. Mm. Your family are musical. Oh yeah yeah. Mm. I say they have it in them, for sure. Yeah. But they don't they don't do it as careers. No one's doing it for a career. I feel really moved by you both. I don't know if anyone's ever said that to you before. Like, I think because as I'm hearing you talking, I'm really with a lot of humility. But you're you're describing how hard it is to be in this industry, and yet what I see are two people working so hard and keeping going and being so committed, not just musically but to each other, within the in the honesty of everything and staying with it and staying with the difficulty and the complexity and just keeping on and keeping on. And then seeing you both and knowing actually how well you're both doing, and that you're you're in the high flying birds, and together you're in the condors, and you're achieving those things bit by bit by bit that you're describing. And this kind yeah. of narrative is like you're getting. It's like watching this thing slowly grow out of pure commitment yeah. and dedication. And yeah. I'm really moved yeah. by that, and and yeah. it feels really yeah. special. Yeah. yeah. We're getting to- Dreams bit by bit. That's lovely to hear, actually, that that we resonate in that way, and not as like a oh, aren't we great? But just like that, you know, we can be that honest and we can be that open. Well, it just seems to make sense to be. Yeah. It doesn't seem like there, you know, there's a better way around anything other than being honest. I think I don't think there is any other way because we've gone down the route of not being honest in the past, and it gets you nowhere. Yeah. It gets you nowhere. It ruins everything. Yeah. Well, it's like that same old saying. Um, what well, honesty is the best policy? <laughs> no. I don't know. I've forgotten it. <laughs> <laughs> that old one. You know that old one? Yeah. <laughs> 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 was it lies? Oh, no. I no, no. <laughs> But I mean, I, I hope we haven't gone too sort of like Deep and off piece. No, the deeper the better. 
the deeper the better, especially for this podcast. I'm I'm all about the the going deep and into it and unpicking okay. everything. I'm I'm just sad I I'm not a, I haven't been able to ask you a hundred more questions because <laughs> there's so much to <laughs> ask you. But um, well, if you want, we could start paying for therapy sessions. Then yeah. You can ask for <laughs> 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 yeah, we did it for um, the Tavistock. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. where we first went, and then they, and then the woman we were seeing, she started up her own practice. So that's basically we started going to see her. Okay. Tavistock's great. They're like they're like really well reputed. So you, you yeah, have, you have really good. good. <laughs> I think it's same for relationships, to be honest. Yeah. Oh, and the getting the dog. Oh, you have a dog. Yeah. yeah. A joint responsibility. Yeah. Yeah. I think it you know, helped. Yeah. You've spoken about children, and I don't know if that's something you don't have to go into. That I know it's sort of in a oh, sensitive question. It'd be but... quite good to actually, okay. if you've got time. Yeah, I've got time. Yeah. Um, yeah, we have been talking about having children for quite a long time, and it's always been something that I go between feeling really up for and eager, and and I, there's a lot in me that's I think um, very maternal. I've always always loved babies, loved children, and I'm really good with them. And then this other side of me, which is my career if I have a baby that's the end of my career and all of this work is for nothing and like real fear real fear around it and when I first got the gig with Noel just after Gavin's dad passed away suddenly it was around Christmas time two years ago I found out I was pregnant and we had to have an abortion and it was like the most horrendous thing because you know obviously we're, we love each other and we're, we're married but I'd literally just got this gig and I and basically if I'd done the, if I'd kept the baby I think I wouldn't have been able to do the tour and I would have they would have given it to someone else I actually spoke to Noel's manager about it so that was really really tough but I know it was the right decision and we talked through it with our therapists and stuff like that because it meant that now you know we've got our house and we're more financially stable and stuff like that and I feel like I've really integrated myself in that band to the point where I think now if I had a baby, it would be way more accepted and I feel like I could move stuff, I could I could manage it. So now basically we're thinking about trying next oh, okay. year. But I do still worry about how it will affect our career. Whereas I don't worry. Where Gav doesn't worry at all. It's a problem. But it's something I do want to do. And, you know, where before I would feel fear, now I feel kind of hopeful about it. There's yeah. still fear, but... I, it, it's changed into, no, we can make things work, and why not? Yeah. It's like another challenge yeah. that we can get through. Yeah, but I do think there is a taboo in this industry. If you're not already successful about how a baby can ruin someone's career, yeah. plus my parents, when, when I got pregnant that t- last time, my parents were like, you can't, th- this is the wrong thing to do. My dad sent me this essay on WhatsApp about how I shouldn't have a baby right now. And that really affected me, actually. What was that like? Really painful. Yeah. Really painful. I felt completely... Um, I felt, I'd say, alone, but I don't know. I feel like maybe my decision would have been different had my parents been really supportive of me having a baby. I don't know. It was really difficult. Mm. I felt. I suppose I felt a bit unloved. I felt a bit... Uh, like they, they were being selfish because maybe they wanted me to do that gig. Okay. They want to be this kind of like borderline celebrities are one word, but you know what I mean. Mm. In a successful band, doing huge gigs, like they, maybe that's what they they didn't want me to miss out on that. Whether that's a selfish thing because my dad's obviously a musician, he never quite made it, made it. Maybe they were thinking about it because I'd put in a lot of work, and actually our therapist said the same thing that you've worked so hard, you might end up resenting your child mm. or mu- music. So now's not the right time, but I feel like now we're in a we're a lot more stable, you know, mm. for lots of different reasons. So it feels like it could be the right time, mm. and I also don't want to wait too late because I'm getting old. How, how, how when you say you're getting old? How well, old I'm 36. Are you? You're 36 older. Yeah. yeah, I'm 36 too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Nice. Um, and you really want to? And yeah, I think it'd be lovely. There's not many journeys. It's strange, life gets to a point where you've done so much Mm. that everything other than is just the same things, but either bigger, smaller, rounder, squarer, you know, there's different shapes, different sizes, different colours, but it's all the same. Mm. 
not there's not more things and the only thing that I feel that I've not done in my lifetime is is the child thing. Yeah, I do agree with that. I do agree with it. Mm. Did you? Yeah, because you know, essentially, and I, and I realised this from, hello, here's our dog. Oh, hi. <laughs> I do think that having done these tours, I do realise that um, a gig's a gig, you know. It's all the same. It's actually all the same. Everything's all the same. Mm. It's all the same. It's just different sizes and yeah, it gives you different emotions and then people look at you in different ways, but it doesn't actually mean anything more or less than, than the last one, regardless to, what, to whatever it was. Yeah. Whereas having a child is something quite amazing mm. in this world, and for me, it feels like the only journey I haven't done. Yeah, I feel the same actually. And and all the guys been pretty good as parents. Yeah, and all the guys in the, the band, I see in them that the thing that gives them the most joy are the children. You know. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting to talk through it because it's something that's on my mind a lot. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm just really struck by that dilemma and that choice you had to make between this life-changing career you know this career defining career moment I guess and the decision to be a mum and just I'm almost you know how crushing that I I can only imagine that that would have been a very crushing decision but I yeah no it really was it was um probably one of the hardest things to go through because I think if it had been any other time if I hadn't have just got that gig I think it would have probably been an easier decision to make but it was literally like the best opportunity career-wise I've ever had in my life yeah. with the biggest the biggest thing for a woman in their life yeah. at the same time. And um, But I think that only made me stronger, actually, got getting through that, mm. knowing that I made the right decision at that time. Mm. It was hard because you really wanted to go ahead with it. Well, I've been ready for a while. It was really tough, and you were... Gavin got really angry and upset, actually, and that was really hard. Mm. So for a time I didn't feel that supported, but yeah, eventually we got through it. Yeah. Do you ever get to express that with anyone now? Because that that sounds like a very private torment that you, well, both of you that were going through. Like, do you get to somehow name it and explore it? No, we don't really talk about it anymore. I think we just sort of moved on from it. Mm. I mean, we spoke about it loads. We have. Going on. I mean, there's loads of people know. Okay. Yeah. Loads yeah. of people. We're not on our own. It's like most of our friends know. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of friends. Yeah. It's not like we've got a closed off no, community. No. We're no. Music, musicians, we're all, we're all very open yeah. people. We're all accepting <laughs> and all trying to search for a better us, you know. Yeah. Um, so it's quite easy to chat to people about it. Okay. You know, and a lot of my friends are Jesse's friends too. So. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. It's the musician world's beautiful world everyone helps each other helps each other grow yeah get through stuff it's a real good it's a good community yeah yeah Yeah. and everyone's no one's there's not many people in the musician world that are afraid to look at themselves and pick themselves apart and and happy to talk with others about it so that's the the positive side that you know that side the way the music industry it offers both those sides of things it can destroy your mental health but then it can really build your mental health and when you're describing that community it's completely like that it can take you down to the ground and strip you bare but then it will also rebuild you a better version of you and and show you corners of the world and other people's cultures that you can kind of finally pick other ways of life from you know so in a sense it it gives you it gives you the the knowledge of of culture Mm. and other people's lives you know so what one one minute you could be like with an east end gangster and hanging out with a bunch of east end gangsters living their life and then the next minute you're with you're with royalty and next minute you're with you know disabled It's, it's like you can be you get to see everyone's world so you get to take a lot from everyone which i think in turn makes you a very open person yeah and i think you learn something about yourself i think you learn how to engage with people and to work with people you've never worked with before sometimes you'll turn up on a gig you don't know the musicians at all and you have to make that work i think endurance just gives you a lot i think yeah it can strip you down if, if you're not careful, but... It can, really can. It can, we've seen a few go. We've, well, lost, we've... we've lost a couple of people along the way as well. Yes. Yeah, it's like, it can, it can really destroy you mentally, but at the same time, it can give you the world too. What's also difficult is, 
you know, that when you do feel like it's stripped you down, that if you're a person that gets really sucked into drugs or alcohol, with that as well, which is so openly, it's so available, you know, in the music industry, mm. it's rife. It's the, almost the worst industry to be in if you have that tendency to go really, really, really low, to just go and be around drugs and alcohol, and it's cool, mm. it's rock and roll, you know? Yeah, that's the weirdest thing ever. It's so weird. It's, it's really strange. That's, that's one of the things I find the hardest mm. is that everyone kind of lords yeah. this game mash it up you're amazing if you if you're absolutely destroyed you can go and take a load of drugs and you were amazing for it and then and then people give you shitloads of money to go and do it whereas like that's the thing i don't understand about the world that's so twisted is that really instead of like some drug dealing rapper getting paid loads of money and driving around in limos it should be the teachers that are driving around in limos and get shit loads of money because they, they are the ones that are guiding our future and instead we're, we're allowing these kind of drug taking artists to kind of dictate the future mm. which is crazy because it doesn't make any sense yeah i suppose it's that thing of like the normal public seeing artists being able to do all this stuff it like almost creates more of this illusion of like they're so different to us they get away with all this stuff it's cool it's you cool know. it's cool it's like cool. how do, why is that cool man but i mean you know you've had to that. destroy your brain and your, and, and your body and but you went down that road yeah i know it's really cool wasn't it <laughs> <laughs> what was the road that you went on in that what journey did you take on that i just enjoyed doing it enjoyed a lot of drugs have, have always really ever since i was 16 mm. just like to party mm. again be free I think really I just enjoyed being free it's like no worries go out get completely destroyed and not really care about anything you know and that include, includes yourself really doesn't it mm. not caring about yourself um, and just go off and do whatever I don't I, I just I guess I just struggled in social situations and, and being bored if you're on a gig waiting times are huge yeah. and the only thing to do is just have a drink or you know whatever's around mm. Um, yeah. yeah it's just easily to do it and if you've got several gigs a week you find yourself doing it several times a week mm. and then you just find yourself doing it when days off mm. as well and so what you used to do i've done it all my life yeah but since we've been together no, no i started <laughs> to wise up last week i think it was yeah <laughs> <laughs> I don't, you, you start to realise, you start to realise that basically you're taking the pain before the pleasure and then, that, you know, that the real way of life is to take, you know, um, you're taking the pleasure before the pain. Mm. But the real way of life is to take the pain before the pleasure, you know, so exercise, meditate, and then, and then you'll get pleasure first. But, yeah. but drugs is the wrong way around. I never, I'm the opposite, that I... I've always been really scared by all that and like found it hard to, to lose control. It's always what I didn't like. Mm. And so that side and Gavin would always scare me actually. Mm. And we'd have huge, like some of the biggest rounds we ever had would be at a party where I want to go home and Gavin's to stay up all night. And, and I would see that as him not looking after me, mm. like that parent-child yeah. dynamic. It would just totally freak me out. Mm. And I'd see it that he didn't care. Mm. Um, and yeah I think probably since I've been again in Noel's band um, I'm probably more relaxed about that stuff yeah definitely um, but I but then you don't you know you don't really take drugs anymore you don't so. no no it's just too it's too damaging on the head and really I just want to head towards the light I want to head towards love peace and being strong yeah. you know especially if we are going to look at having children I want to be I want to be a, a strong male role figure, you know. I want to play my part within it, and I want to play it as, as good as good as I can. Which is really nice. And I'm so involves, happy to hear that. Yeah, involves you know involves exercise, meditation, yoga, good food, being good to the body, and it all helps. You know, it's not it's not they're not lies. It's all truth. You know, I can confirm it helps my brain. If I exercise in the morning, I, my brain for the rest of the day it doesn't doesn't go to any dark place. If I don't, you know, if I don't do any meditation or yoga for about a couple of days, I, I see the difference in my brain, in my head, and I have I have potential of spiraling, spiraling down. Yeah. Mm. yeah. But, Did you both suffer with specific mental health issues when you were younger, or still? I think I've always suffered from depression. Yeah. Um, quite easily go down to a dark place, and unfortunately, you know, and that dark place is so familiar, it's actually kind of comforting to be there. But I mean, I don't see anything wrong with going there. I've learned a lot from there. I think it's just more about understanding when you go there yeah. and, and understanding if it is heading that direction, how to deal with it mm. and how Jess needs to deal with it. And actually it's, it's nothing to do with Jess, that my brain goes there. 
because of, of or anything involved about Jess at all and, and, and really she takes it personally and she thinks it's something for her to resolve or something I do, yeah. for her to, to deal with or it's because of her or what can I resolve or sort it out you know and it's like no you don't you just leave it which is I know you find it difficult to do that I've always struggled really struggled with that I always want to fix fix it but it's difficult because the more you try to fix it the deeper it goes yeah. so you've got to kind of just let it do its thing and, and try Yeah. and when you're in those places you just got to try and try and exercise and try and do the things you know that can, can give you give you the ladder out of it you know yeah that's a good point but that's the thing for me actually my mental health problems would always be about self-sufficiency and knowing that I can look after myself Mm. and probably why it felt I felt like I could look after myself at school and also on tour is because I'm being looked after yeah well, that's something we deal with when you come back, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I'm being looked after, but it seems like I'm on my own. Do you know what I mean? So I feel like an adult, but there's like a safety around it. Yeah. Um, well, you're getting everything done for you. Yeah, yeah, but I'm on my own, and I don't know. It feels no, I know, like, I know. You know, I'm not with any family or anything. No, true, true. And then when I come home, I do go into a, now I've got to look after myself, and I can feel like I push against that, and I, and I struggle with... I think it's a hard thing to do. I think it's a hard thing to do. You go away on tour, you, you get you get food supplied, uh, roof over your head, you know, all the kind of like basic things for living are kind of yeah. sorted out. Yeah. You know, even where to go. No, where, it's so where, where do I go? You know, it's like someone tells you where you go and when you need to be there. Yeah. You know, it's it's got its whereas yeah oh. being at home, you've got to do all those things for yourself. You've yeah. Got to, you've got to do your washing. You've got to do your. And some days, don't get me wrong. Like I love. I love cooking a nice meal and I like, I love, if I'm in the right mood, I love cleaning the whole house. And yeah, they're, they're cool things to do too. Being really they, are, they are cool. They are just as cool as like going on tour. I don't think people realise that. But I think we've both struggled with looking after ourselves. Yeah, but it's one thing the Noel thing has done is given me time on my own to kind yeah. of resolve things that I've never done before. Mm. Like, like getting into a, a scheduled kind of life where I do my washing, I, I cook my food, and I walk the dog, and then I do some work. And I think it's helped me just as much Yeah. in the sense of I needed, I needed time for myself and to realise that I am the kind of role model that I always wanted to have when I was younger, mm. to grow these skills that I've just not I've not naturally got I've not naturally got the skill to go and do washing or cooking or any of these kind of house things but I, over the time that Jess has been um, away I've, I've grown these skills and I've, I've come to come to love them mm-hmm. oh, I, I enjoy it I enjoy, oh, I enjoy looking after the house I enjoy keeping it in check yeah from what you said earlier, it sounds like you would enjoy being the one to bring up the baby because that's what I heard yeah. earlier yeah no totally yeah Totally, I'd be I'd be really happy doing that. Mm. Really happy taking care of the taking care of the baby, and, and if Jess wants to carry on and go off on tour, you know, I'm happy for that, or I'm happy to go and take the baby on tour, or mm. just look after the child. You know, I, I feel I feel that I've I've done I've just like I was saying earlier, I've just done that, I've done it, I've done it. There's nothing that I can do that I haven't done. Mm. It's different in ways mm. and and for I me just, sorry i just said it's nothing you can sing that can't be so i was thinking that as well yeah <laughs> i was thinking of the beatles as well yeah see you know i'm resonating on the same voice i'm there man i'm there <laughs> this interview been for you guys how have you found it i've loved it yeah it's cool it's been lovely it's been mm. really nice to actually actually I, I, do you know what i forgot that it was a podcast mm. it was just like a nice chat yeah it was just like a really good chat yeah. and i don't and i don't feel like you love a good chat don't you darling what? you love a good chat so do you no i do i do to a certain degree <laughs> you've done a lot of chatting but when I've, yeah I've got, I've got i've got a space <laughs> you know I can't go over that. If we get with Jesse's friends, it goes over that space. Oh, yeah. It's like, okay, my time period of chatting is over. <laughs> You're still continuing. A lot of my friends are really deep and analytical. That's a lot of deep friends. Yeah. That's great. But you're really deep, just in another way. I'm, I'm deep for a period of time. And then it's like, okay, everything that's needed to be said has been said. We're now just going around in circles. <laughs> no, I've really enjoyed it. I think it's been really... No, it's been cool. It's been good, and I think it's... It's actually come at the right time. That's good to hear, yeah. 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 
it's come at the right time. It's been really nice to chat really openly again and look at things in a deeper way. And yeah, yeah thank you. No, you're welcome. Thank you. I really enjoyed this interview. Good. I, I feel cool. quite. I feel quite good. privileged, actually. Well, that's, that means a lot. <laughs> you're good at bringing stuff out, so mm. it's easy. It's actually really easy. Yeah. It's really easy. And, uh, yeah, it's been really, really nice. I think the power of being able to talk openly and honestly um, is so important in life. And and if you are a musician or, or, well, in any walk of life, but just how important it is to be able to open up to someone and talk and not have to deal with it on your own. Yeah. I think that is just so important. Acceptance is important. And if you have chosen to be there, you need to choose to accept what isn't there and what is there and work it out because it's... You can't, you can't, it's just better. It's just mm. better to work it out. There's no point of being in pain in this world. You know, there is light and there is a way out of it always. If you want to look at it, talk about it mm. and, and resolve it, there's, mm. there's, there's no need to be unhappy. There's no I, need to feel annoyed or angry. Yeah. Also, what I was going to say was about how social media is such, makes it so, even more of a difficult issue because, you know, now anyone that's got any problems with self-esteem mm. or ego or whatever, it's just, social media is like the worst thing for that where it's all about comparison or looking perfect or sounding perfect or you know and I I know that that's an issue in me self-esteem and and I I would say I'm probably obsessed with social media and I wish I wasn't but I well, it's hard to come to part of the role nowadays. Yeah, well, that's the thing, is that you feel like if you don't do it... The job's changed. You're yeah. not going to achieve, which may, may be bullshit, but people like to see that you're there. So basically, work it taps into, into this feeling of, if I don't do this, I'm going to fail, with getting this constant feeling of acceptance and adulation. That is a terrible, terrible combination, really. Yeah. Because, because if you don't do it for a couple of days, you think, well, I'm going to fail and I'm not getting that fix of seeing people liking all my posts mm. and it's just it's just shit it's just pointless but that's what I was going to say but it's not pointless well mm. it's just dangerous I think it's, it's dangerous it's not pointless it's just kind of changed the game for a more superficial <laughs> game really it's just well it's less, just not when you think about children nowadays. having children how that will affect your children it's just, just the next generation I just think is it's very difficult but that's what I wanted to bring up earlier was about yeah. social media that again it's reminding me of what you said earlier and the connection that I made at some point and this is the same thing it's about voicing yourself and getting appreciation yeah. being seen and being appreciated and that's coming out in social media as well so yeah, yeah it's all connected yeah. I mean I'm totally yeah. addicted to it but it's like I can hide behind the fact that it's work. Right. I yeah, have okay, to do right. it, it's okay. work. But actually what I'm getting is this is this uh, feeding of this need that I have. Right, yeah. And that's why I'm so I'm so good at it because I'm so addicted to it. That's why I'm always doing it. It's the same with a lot of people. But it's not good. It's not good. And yeah, no, it's really really interesting point mm. it's a really interesting point mm. it's like actually shining a mirror in my face mm. that you said that oh. it's good so so much I'm, I really appreciate your time so much I know it was really early I'll, I'll stay in touch with you both brilliant perfect take care <laughs> alright take care thank you bye bye, bye. 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 bye.